0: Welcome to the Alien Analysis Podcast, an unscripted podcast where we go on a quest to find the truth, whatever that may be. I'm your host, Aaron, and this week I want to start by discussing the year 2027. <laughs> and the, the reason for this is, well, a guy called John Ramirez, a retired CIA agent, has in a recent interview told us that aliens will arrive in 2027. And normally look, I've got to be honest with you normally these types of things when I hear dates, particularly those you know many years in the in the future thrown around, I tend to ignore them i I've seen or I'd, I've heard many times o- over th- the last thirty years or so dates thrown at us dates where we're gonna get to know the truth and and being blunt <laughs> it it never happens. we hear absolutely fuck all. Now the only reason I'm even mentioning this in the first place is, there's actually two reasons. Number one is, 2027 is a date that does get thrown around a hell of a lot. Just do a search for the uh, for the year on Google and you will see numerous quotes for doomsday theorists. You know, it's, it's the end of the world. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. This is going to go wrong. For For some reason, 2027 does seem like quite a, a popular year. But the other thing is, he, this guy, John Ramirez, goes further and he says that what? is going on here is that the government has or now has four to five years to prepare us the general public for this arrival in order to stop mass panic and it's it has it it set this community alight it it's got to have been the biggest talking point over the christmas and new year period I'm not the first podcaster to discuss this, and I'm probably not going to be the last. And, and as for as for Twitter, I mean, this subject within the UFO community was trending. This was the big hot topic. But when I read it, I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one to have noticed this. I class Mr. Ramirez as a Fucking hypocrite. It's as simple as that because look, he's telling us that we need to be prepared, that the government is going to prepare us for their arrival because there's going to be mass panic. So, what he decides to do is out this now, potentially start the panic early. And now, to explain myself a little further, this gentleman wants us to know the truth this is this is basically what he's saying and he wants us to believe him and just that simple fact alone tells us he's prepared to out it to have us know the truth and to potentially well cause the panic now I don't know there's quite a few people out that say that most people will not believe this that it will just get laughed at and ignored like most stories and let's be blunt for quite a number of people yes this is possible but we're talking about an ex-government official who is prepared to risk this five years prepared to lose the opportunity for the government to prepare us to stop panic to stop chaos <laughs> you know to, I, like i said it's just, it doesn't make sense it, It's like, how can, I don't even know how to explain this It's like the, the, the scales don't balance here You know, he wants us to know the truth for our own sake But by doing so is risking Giving the government the opportunity to prepare and stop the, the chaos And I'm going to be blunt The only fucking reason to do that is For your own sense of, I don't know, fame? Well, I don't know what he's looking for And the other concern or the other issue I have with this is there's no content to what he's saying. He gives no details. There's nothing. There's no proper detail to this. And, 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 you know, to me, once again, that's just, that's alarm bells. That's alarm bells ringing. Because, like I say, this is a former CIA agent. He's going against his former employers. And in doing so, possibly breaking some, I don't know, non-disclosure contract in the process of doing this. All because he wants us to know the truth. You know, this guy is risking going to jail to tell us the truth. Uh, Apparently. He's risking the world going into meltdown. Uh, us hearing the truth and society panicking he wants us to he he wants us to prep get ready for this you know he's asking me and you to turn our lives upside down in order to be ready for their arrival in 2027 but doesn't give us any details gives us no reason to believe or to understand, that might be a better way of putting it. He doesn't give us the the information we need to understand what he's telling us. T- to most people, this is just some random bloke who says he's from the CIA telling us an event is going to happen. But not telling us what the event is, how it's going to happen, who they are, he- literally giving us no fucking detail. And hopefully that's... Or, or my issue here is coming across correctly. He wants us to know. He wants us to believe. But he's given us... Putting his... You know... His future at risk. He he could spend the rest of his life... Behind bars of... I don't know what you call it. Treason? Is, is it treason if you... Uh, divulge government secrets? But the thing is... He's doing all this... And giving us no reason to believe him. <laughs> Why? Why? I I mean, he knows, let's be blunt, he knows just by making that statement, by saying he's former CIA and giving us a date, people will listen. People will give him his 10 minutes, 15 minutes of fame. However, I've got to say, it's very interesting to me that this gentleman comes up with this piece of information at the very end of the year, where we were originally led to believe we might get some truth, some disclosure. And this is something, or this is uh, a belief I have, that it's a common trick. When, or I believe I've noticed when governments or, or other bodies get kind of backed into a sort of semi-corner because let's be blunt that's kind of where they are at the moment they've made a lot of promises and not delivered on them so far they tend to throw a snip out there a, a, dangle a massive carrot and that normally includes a date and one that's far enough down the road that it allows it enough time for things to get forgotten but not so far down the road that it's not of interest right now I mean, for me, it, it kind of feels like we went into last year and they made promises. You know, we're going to have a hearing and there's going to be reports and there's going to be a new department in charge of all of this. And we're going to start the process of making the UFOs subject more transparent. And then they get to the point where they've got to start delivering on these promises beyond the the, the televised public well, act, for want of a better way of putting it, the, 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 what we saw as the um, congressional hearings, the, the public part of it. But they get to the point where they've, they've got to start delivering. And I think they hit a brick wall. I, I'm really starting to believe that they've got to a point of, oh shit, where do we go from here? We've made promises and it's probably gained I, I imagine it gained a lot more traction than they originally thought leaving them in a position where well, oh, but being fucking blunt they've got nothing to give us because they don't want to give it to us so what do you do you give us something else to stare at something else to get our interest and you hope that in the process of us all getting our attention or, or starting to focus heavily on all this all 2027, we forget about what they promised prior. Anybody look, anybody who has had any, I don't know how to put this connection? I wouldn't say involvement, but an awareness of how politics works. This is common practice. This is not... Um, This is not just restricted to the UFO community. You can see numerous uh, prime ministers, presidents who make promises to get elected. And following their election or their successful election into office, they start detracting away from what they promised and giving us something else to focus on. And the, the, the horrible thing is, it works. It fucking works. Some of us may see it and people may go online and shout about this but it's only one or two versus thousands most of the time it just gets treated like uh, same same as the ufo community Guys gets treated like a bunch of crazies conspiracy theorists but look i mean getting back on to purely the ufo side of this the way i I describe disclosure is like a maze we are currently in the the outer rings of this maze we're all desperately trying to find our way through to the center to that central point where the truth exists but what's happening is is the government the military whoever's controlling this information is promising to guide us guide us through to to the truth in the center so they tell us to turn left. So we, so we all turn left in, in anticipation. But all we see is more, more maze. So they tell us, don't worry. Now, now turn right, and we we get up to that right hand turn, and we expect to turn and see. But uh, again, it's not quite there. But fingers crossed on the next turn, we will see something. And all they're actually doing is turning us round and round and round, sending us in circles. The reality is, is that what they could do is just push a button and all the walls of the maze collapse and we can just walk straight to the truth. It's that simple. But look, I mean, I, I just wanted to at least mention this, at least mention what John Ramirez has said. My advice for these types of things. Listen, hear what they've got to say, but be careful. Think. Think about the realities. What does this individual stand to gain? What proof is he providing us? You know, like, like I say with John Ramirez, this guy is, uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this guy must be breaking some kind of non-disclosure government secrets agreement contract thing he had to sign. If he's going to put his neck on the line, just fucking do it. You, you would just go for it. You know, because at the end of the day, if you go for it, it's going to be very difficult for them to do anything to you. If you if you hit everybody with the information and everybody believes you, and then they try and sue you for, or or arrest you or put you in jail for telling us the truth, because they've been hired, Could you imagine the fallout? I I really distrust. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say this. I really distrust anybody. That gives us part information. Gives us the gives us the little snippet. That dangles the carrot, But never properly backs this up with proper, proper detail and, and proof. So, is he a guy just looking for his 15 minutes of fame? Possibly. <laughs> it could be. It happens far more often than I think most people in this community want to admit. Is he genuine? I gotta be honest with you. I... Don't believe so. I I honestly don't. I there's nothing about this guy that makes me believe what he's saying is real, that we are gonna see aliens arrive in 2027. More than likely he's just some guy who is still working for the government or the military to move our attention away from all the promises they made last year and get us looking at something new. That's it. So anyway, getting on to The main thing I want to talk about this week. So last season was quite interesting. If you want to know what happened last season, go and listen to the season finale. That You'll find on all your podcast providers. But the general jest for me is I found myself debunking a hell of a lot last year. So I wanted to start this season with uh, a particular event that I believe in that I've got uh, one of my favourites, let's put it that way, it's one of my favourite UFO events, and that is the 1994 UFO sightings in Michigan. Now, as a very quick overview, what basically happened was, during the evening of March the 8th in 1994, approximately 300 independent witnesses saw what is described between five and six cylindrical, or circular shapes in the sky. These shapes were. Covered in various lights. Of various colour. And yes I know. We're getting into an event. That is. In reality. Lights in the sky. And, and I know. If you listen to this podcast. I know how much I criticise. Those events. But look. This is in my opinion. A little bit different. Because the facts the the statements etc make this one very interesting and to start with let's talk about these witnesses so yes over 300 witnesses and more importantly 300 independent witnesses spread across a very large area now yeah okay look so some of the 300 may have been i don't know husband and wife whatever living in the same house but we as a general rule of thumb we're talking about a large number of independent witnesses and a lot of these witnesses were you know huge distance miles apart from what i gather it was at the witness or this event was witnessed by numerous individuals across 42 counties within the michigan state and that's huge You know, I I don't know how much space these 42 counties exactly cover. But if we look at the facts, Michigan, from what I researched, is about 250,000 kilometers squared and has 83 counties. So it's kind of safe to say that if it covered 42 counties, we're probably talking, what, about half of the space? So, 125,000 kilometers let's even just call it half of that again I don't know let's let's call it 70,000 kilometers that's not really half is it but you know what I'm getting at even if we plan the side of caution this is a massive massive area so I think it's very safe for us to take a conclusion here that these witnesses or the majority of these witnesses did not know each other and that differentiates this from a lot Quite often, if you you take in uh, other events, quite often you find a number of the witnesses are connected in one way or another. So the stories can get a a little bit tainted. It's kind of like five people stood in a field and they they see a, a light in the sky and four people describe it as a light, you know probably a, a helicopter or a drone and, and the third one says no i saw it that was clearly ufo did you did you not see the the circular shape and the and the little alien faces looking out the window and the other one goes well actually now you say that i think i did it and, and look i'm i'm not going to follow this all the way through but the reality is, is you when you've got connected witnesses you can get tainted information but here we, well, like i said we've got 300 fairly independent witnesses across a very large area and more importantly we also have amongst these witnesses several police officers and staff at a local airport who apparently pick these objects up on a radar and this next uh, part I cannot stress the importance enough they all reported the same thing not completely random, different explanations for what was going on. Which again does happen a lot, but the same thing: people miles and miles apart, no knowledge of each other, phoned in with the same explanation. Police turning up at the event to to see what you know the reports were about. Witnessed the same thing, and to expand on on the sightings a bit further. We're talking also about different distances here, and again, that's critical, you know, that really puts some strength here, we've got people that saw these, these uh, things, these lights, these shapes from quite a distance away, and yet others reported to have seen them really, really relatively close. Now, out of, oh, no, I don't know, oh, transparency here, I think the best way of putting it, yes, Throughout the the reports there are slight variations. Now let's explain this. What I'm saying here is everybody did not tell exactly 100% the same story. But what they did do is give uh, a very similar uh, chain of events descriptions etc yes some described them as cylinders while others described them as circular but when you read some of these witness statements you can see why some people were closer that they could see they were cylinder shaped others just saw them through trees and just saw what they thought was a circular object others based their the shape of this on on the pattern of the lights saying it looked like a circle or looked like a cylinder But the important thing to take away from this, and the thing I I would encourage you, I mean, do your own research first, but the thing I would encourage you to consider is, please, don't listen to those that are trying to debunk this event, that say that the numerous witness reports were not identical. Let's be blunt, I'm going to say it again. You can give people the, the same movie to watch, And you you can allow them to watch it four or five times, you know, even just getting to watch the same five minute video clip or something. And you can say, ask 10 people to describe it. They will all describe the same thing, but with slight variations, their own interpretation. And that's all that's going on here. You know, I'm going to maybe I shouldn't spoil things too early, but to me, these people saw something full stop. End of. This is not imagination. Nothing like it. They saw something. And their slight variations in what they, or their witness statements, should not be reason to debunk this. It's just, it's, no. (laughs) I'm going to move on at this point. So, what did all these reports say? What were people reporting? Well, like I said, it was shapes. Some say circular, some say cylinder. Covered in lights in the sky. And they all describe them as moving erratically. Now, that's my words. You know, that's, that's... I, I've i not read, I don't think I've seen or read a witness statement or heard of a witness statement that uses that. That's my words. But they all describe these objects as moving in no set pattern. Up, down, left, right. And very, very rapidly... And when I listen or when I go through these uh, witness report statements, what what it makes me think of is it was like whatever these were, whoever they were, were looking for something. You know they were moving around the michigan area some people talk about them coming closer to the ground almost almost landing then shooting back up into the sky and moving to a different region or a different area and like i say to, to me it just it just feels like potentially they were looking for something now i know what some people are going to be thinking right now which is uh maybe it was a police helicopter but Look, I, I'm going to come back on to that in a bit, but trust me, it wasn't a police helicopter. Now, one of the first reports to the police came from workers at the airport. This is a, uh, a local Michigan airport. And these workers were weather experts, meteorologists, um, basically scientific people based at the airport. And I believe their job is to monitor weather systems to ensure safety of, of the aircraft but the important thing is is they were meteorologists they're scientists and these from my experience scientific people are normally the the most difficult of individuals to persuade ufos exist or to these are no i'm going to rephrase that they're the most difficult ones to get to look at a, a potentially genuine UFO uh, event and do anything other than debunk it. They Quite often you find scientific people will literally do whatever it takes using science to <laughs> give a solution, give a down-to-earth solution, so to speak. And quite often, uh, you know, explaining this further, quite often their explanations are, at best, grabby uh, flimsy that's the better word flimsy you know but they run with them because it's better to have a flimsy scientific explanation than accept that aliens are visiting this planet <laughs> so a few things we can take from these guys is number one it is reported by them and actually by a number of other witnesses that the night sky was very clear I think there was one of the the meteorologists that suggested there was a visibility of about 80 kilometers. Now to confirm something else as well. Yeah, it was the night sky. So it's dark we're talking about here. But still, you know, very, very visible. Now the reason for mentioning this is that the witnesses, these 300 independent witnesses had a clear view. Again, really important because it vastly or massively reduces the chances of misidentification. You know, a a cloud that happens to be in the shape of a UFO with uh, an airplane flying by it, so it's got lights and it happens. These things happen. We all know this happens. But in this instance, that is vastly reduced. Because, like I say, visibility was great. Secondly, again, going back, 300 independent witnesses the chances of misidentification is it's almost zero but while i'm saying that the other thing as well is the out of 300 people including air traffic control. Well, no i don't think you'd call them air traffic controllers but the the weather guys at the airport and police not one of them has come back with a an explanation it was a X or a Y, or it was an aeroplane. And let's be blunt, the, the guys at the, air, the airport, they would know, wouldn't they? If this was an airport, they would know. You know, I, I know they're, like I say, the weather people and trained to do the weather, but I'm pretty sure they would be experienced, uh, trained, I don't know, in identifying aircraft. <laughs> Christ sakes, you work at a fucking airport. But uh, I mean, another thing that sticks out to me is most of the witnesses state no sound. Like I say, some people were close, some people were miles away. And being blunt, sometimes when people claim to see, or you know, even video oh, a an, uh, UFO and say, well, there's no sound, it could be. It just means you can't hear it because of the distance. But in this instance, in this event, even those that were witnessing this at relatively you know as tiny distances these things were up close to them heard no sound so it's not an airplane and like i said it's not a helicopter if you have a helicopter hovering just the other side of your back garden you're gonna hear the sound <laughs> Dear God. it's unmistakable seriously we all must know what a helicopter sounds like when it flies over you can hear it end off same with an airplane whether it be a prop airplane or a you know a commercial jet right up in the sky we know what that sounds like we've all heard it so no this is not an airplane this is not a helicopter and before anyone says it remember this is 1994 so it's not a drone either you know those things did not exist at that time and while we're at it it also wasn't the police like i say no sound So this is not a police helicopter doing searches. This was not the police looking for something. And in fact, like I say, a number of police officers went to the events, attended, you know, when people phoned in saying, you know, what the hell is going on? They went to investigate and they witnessed the same things. Because another great point about this one is this didn't just last for a few minutes. Many, many witnesses claim to have... Followed, watched, or witnessed the event for over 30 minutes. Now the thing is, when you start putting all these details together, I, you can see why I love this particular event. It's clear, numerous people, 300 people witnessed something that could not be explained. This is a genuine UFO. UFO sighting unidentified we nobody can identify it but I have kind of saved uh, probably my favorite little tidbit to the end and that is that we also have and these are available recordings of official communications what we're talking about here is police recordings police dispatch recordings and also recordings of police officers who arrived live at the scene witnessed what was going on was reporting this back to the station the office head office whatever you call it so you can clearly hear them turning up <laughs> and basically confused flabbergasted unable to explain what the bloody hell they are witnessing you've also like you've got the weather guys you've got recordings of the weather guys and, and Seriously, that recording is amazing. Like I say, remember these guys are trained. You know, they are trained to identify weather phenomena. I'm 99% sure they're also trained or at least know how to identify an aircraft. They work at a fucking airport. And the things they describe in the recordings are incredible. They talk about craft because they know these things are craft. They just don't know what they are. They talk about craft performing incredible manoeuvres. Travelling at absolutely insane speeds. Then stopping instantly and just hovering. Way beyond any tech we have had at that time. And to be honest with you, I think way beyond any tech we've got today. I mean, one of the guys just talks about... uh. One of the, I believe it was one of these objects flying at insane speeds, stopping on a, a sixpence and just hovering. We have nothing that can do that, nothing whatsoever. Yes, we've got craft that can hover, helicopters, but these things can't travel at those insane speeds. We've got uh, fighter jets that fly at ridiculous speeds, but they can't hover, they, they can't stop on a sixpence you know it's it's kind of like a balance you can't have everything yeah right so we've got that american jet that can fly at high speed and, and can hover but it's not very good at both it's kind of okay at both if that makes sense these things are just capable of doing whatever the fucking hell they like and like i said <laughs> the people that are giving us this information these are scientists not easily swayed and they cannot explain this you know, they they can't give a rational explanation, and they're openly saying this, and in a a recent bunch of interviews, they're even saying that they were frightened of talking about this through being ridiculed, you know, they believe they witnessed a genuine UFO, they saw something they could not explain, and that being blind, they thought was not of this earth, or something that they did not understand, or not understand, but something they did not believe, Humans had the ability to do, and didn't want to say anything because they are scared shitless. Because they're supposed to be scientists. They're supposed to be rational. Not believe in this stuff. Again, remember, we've become more tolerant over the last thirty years. This is nineteen ninety four. Those of us that believed in uh, UFOs, aliens, extraterrestrial visitors in those days were laughed at constantly. No one believed us. We were mad. So, I mean. The thing here is you've got numerous people describing the same thing. Backed up by police officers who witnessed it. And meteorologists who reported as to what they were seeing on their radar. Again, for transparency, I don't think I mentioned this. Obviously, it's the weather radar. Or the radar used specifically to monitor the weather. It's not traffic control. But they're still picking these things up. They're going to. But the thing is, everything these people. All of these people are... Telling us is it was unidentifiable, a genuine one hundred percent UFO, unidentified flying object. Additionally, after this, you then got uh, I believe MUFON uh, gets involved. Uh, if you're not aware who they are, this is the Mutual UFO Network. This is a uh, I, I believe a global. What they call themselves global. Organization that I, I don't mind what they do. To be fair, they go and they try to debunk everything. Yeah, that seems to that's the easy way of explaining what they do. They look at something, they try and give it a rational, down to earth explanation. And what they can't, they're the ones they take seriously, and I like that attitude. I follow that attitude as well. And again, this is one of the ones they can't explain. And I think I might be misquoting somebody here, but I think I do remember one individual saying that in this instance, they have zero clue how to explain this, none whatsoever. And the reason being is simple. For every uh, possible normal, (laughs) I hate using that word, but kind of non-alien explanation for this event that's been put forward well it's been proven by numerous individuals not not just move on but numerous individuals are proven it just doesn't add up doesn't make any sense and look, and again it's important to stress here we're not talking about it possibly doesn't it just doesn't full stop it's not their opinion it doesn't work it just physically doesn't work there is no human this planet explanation for what has happened there what these people have seen can you see why I consider this to be one of the best UFO events to exist? If not the best. But I know it's not sensational. I know this is not Roswell. You know, there's no discussion of aliens being captured, alien crafts being taken to secret military bases and reverse engineered. It's just lights in the sky. But the facts around it make this, in my opinion, incredible, because everything, every every fact, every report, every piece of information that comes forward can't provide an answer, in fact, do you know, I'd even go as far to say that this is actually quite a lucky event in some respects, because it's incredible, you know, It's lucky that 300 people witnessed the same thing on a crystal clear night. It's lucky that police managed to turn up in time to also witness this. And and, uh, speak to their head office. There's police station and the recordings are there. It's incredible that a local airport with scientists, meteorologists also witnessed this. Without trying, the information's there. It's naturally there to tell us this is a ufo these people these witnesses saw something fact Uh, and you know if you listen to this podcast i don't say that word lightly fact but these people saw something something that has no explanation like i said one of the greatest ufo events to ever happen but there is one massive question that always springs to my mind when i think about this and that is, why is it relatively unknown? Think about it. You know, if you've been around the UFO community for any period of time, you will know about events like Rendlesham, Roswell, Westall, all, all the sorts of things I covered in Season 1. You know, I mean, look, Roswell, I think majority of this planet know about Roswell. Dear God, it's a huge tourist destination now. And being blunt, a lot of the the facts surrounding these events are at best flimsy. Don't really prove a great deal. It, it could be this, it could be that. It possibly this, it's possibly that. But this one? One where it's clearly a UFO. Something we cannot physically explain. Something that was definitely there. Is relatively unknown. You know, have you? Ever heard of this event before, or actually, you you might have done. And the, t- the reason why is I was really shocked when uh, Netflix they they've got the uh, the re-release of the Unsolved Mysteries came out uh, last year. And at the end of last year, they actually did an episode on this event. So you may have watched that. But think about it: prior to that event, were you aware of what happened here? And prior to this podcast, if you hadn't seen Netflix or heard anybody else talking about this event, have you got any awareness of it? I suppose actually to say what I've just said makes no bloody sense, does it? Because if you've heard it, anyway, you know what I'm getting at. Why is this one so quiet? Why is something so hard to deny unheard of? But is this the truth? Is this the true cover up? Is this what's really going on here? You know, misdirection. You know, I, I believe heavily in misdirection. I think I've mentioned it earlier in this episode. Is this it? Do government officials, whoever, military officials, stick fuel on the fire for uh, events like Roswell and Westall? Do they do that because they know damn well either these events are a load of rubbish so there's nothing for people to ever find out or I don't know they're so well locked away that we never will. Whereas events like Michigan, <laughs> well, they, they just, it's, it's tumbleweed. We hear nothing about them. But I also made massive criticisms last year of social media, YouTubers, etc. And again, Michigan is interesting, but it's lights in the sky, isn't it? You know, when it's not sensational. not Not to the general public. If you really are desperate and genuinely want to know the truth about aliens, extraterrestrial visitors, etc. Then, yeah, it's going to be interesting to you. But to get the big numbers, it's not really, is it? You know, we want photos. We want dead alien bodies, etc. But there is. I mean, look, this is the thing I think I'm going to have to do a lot more this year. Which is look into a lot of these lesser known events. But to finish up this week, I just want to at least mention that despite further suggestions by the UFO community, etc., that we would finally get this UFO report we've all been waiting for at some point over Christmas. And I know of at least two podcasters who have episodes planned for sort of end of January to discuss it. (laughs) It's on their schedule. Well guess what, (laughs) nothing, we got nothing again, but I just wanted to say this because if you've seen it, if you're expecting that this report has been released and you're desperately looking for a copy, at this point, at the point of recording this episode, nothing has been released, I honestly don't think it's going to be released, I think it's just more misdirection, smoke and mirrors. You know, beginning of last year, you know, beginning of uh, 2022, there were many people said that this, that year, 2022, was going to be the year of disclosure. This was going to be the year when the truth came out. It, It didn't. And, you know, although I hope and I honestly would love to see that 2023 might be the year, I... Don't really hold up much hope for this year being any better. I know that sounds negative, but I'm already seeing the signs of them trying to keep us dangling for longer. Leading us around that maze by dangling carrots below. If something happens, I'll, I'll let you know. We're, I will probably also then put an episode on, on my schedule. But until then, we'll just keep hunting for ourselves and see what we can find and with that I'm going to call it an episode for this week. I'd like to thank you all for listening and please, please do hit that subscribe button for me. But remember, the truth does exist for those prepared to hear it, however it might not always be what you want to hear. And with that said, I look forward to speaking to you next time. Until then, I'm Darren, and this is the Alien Analysis Podcast.